Welcome back, everybody. This is Jill. And this is Mel. And this is Mel and Jill Geek Out. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, hello. How are you doing today, Melissa? I am doing well. It is, uh, you know, it's not Mel and Jill at night, but it is Mel and Jill after work because uh, we really wanted to sit down and talk about this 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 topic tonight. So bef- before we get into it, we always have to vamp a little so we can get warmed up. Do you have yeah. anything good for us? I do, actually. Um, so we always have trouble picking what we're going to like talk about in the beginning, and we usually end up end up taking it entirely too deep and these sister wives episodes slash like you know tv shows whatnot airing episodes they're meant to be shorter they haven't worked out that way so we're gonna keep try to keep it short mind you we've done one true but it was like i know but it was like a what was it a two-hour episode i know we we went yeah like we went way overboard but i i think this will be a little bit shorter anyway thanks for bearing with us we just did it again um (laughs) Shout out to the basement yard. Right before I w- we got on to record, I was scrolling through TikTok and saw one where they asked each other what kind of potato they liked best, which I thought was a very funny question. <laughs> I didn't actually listen to the answers, but it just like stood out to me. So I was like, well, this is what we're going to do today. Melissa. Um, so I, I, I haven't met a lot of potatoes I don't like. I'm going to be super straight up with you. I would have to say like a really good twice baked potato with like a little sour cream, some cheddar cheese, a little bacon, little chive moment in there where it's really soft, real buttery, real yummy, a little bit of salt on there to keep it all like all nice and balanced. I mm, It's a good day if you're getting to have that. <laughs> that does sound really good. I uh, that that's. That's yummy. I also have met very few potatoes that I don't like. Um, do you have a particular like type of potato? Not necessarily how it's prepared, like red potatoes, russet potatoes, stuff like that. So I grew up on pretty much only eating a russet potato, which like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Russet potatoes are great, but I love like a good, like little tiny red potato where you can like keep the skin on and it's just like, oh, just put a little olive oil, a little sea salt on that bad boy, smush it down, bake it in the oven. So good. You're describing my least favorite type of potato. Well, you know, to each their own. It's the little, I think they're called russet potatoes is what they're called. Anyway, I don't, I don't like them. I don't like the skin. I am not a potato skin fan. So like a russet is like a brown, like the brown potato. Like that's That's like the big, that's a big russet potato. So like a little red one is like... You guys can't see this. I'm making hand gestures at her of like, it's usually about like this, a little like maybe a little bit bigger than a golf ball. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about, but the name is like completely escaping me right now and watch it be something real dumb like red potatoes. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what I would call them, but that's probably I, what I swear I'm not a chef a by any means. So there's like a Yukon potato, which is very, very similar, but it is yellow. 
Yeah, but sometimes I see like big Yukon potatoes. Yeah, you can also they they come in multiple sizes, but typically a Yukon is like yellow. Yes. Yes, agreed. One of my absolute like favorite foods is mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. And I like it so many different ways. I love my mashed potatoes. They're my favorite. I put a little bit of sour cream in there and cream cheese. Um, I don't do salt. I let people, like, I'll put a little bit in there, mm-hmm. but I let people salt to taste. And then um, a little bit of milk. I don't do butter either because I don't like buttery potatoes. I think it's gross. I know. You should see her face. Everybody freaks out when I say that. I just really don't like it. Also, they have to be smooth mashed potatoes. I do not like lumpy mashed potatoes. So gross. I 100% agree with you. Smooth mashed potato. I don't want potato skins in my mashed potatoes. I will accept potato Uh -uh. skins in other versions of potato, but not in mashed potatoes. I'm sorry. That should just be essentially like fluffy creamy deliciousness. Have you ever had horseradish mashed potatoes? I have not. They're delicious. They're so good. I love them with a steak and some asparagus. Mm, So yummy. And then when I was a kid, I used to put uh, ranch in my mashed potatoes, which is also pretty good, but I haven't had it in a very, very, very long time. So like the, I know some people will think that that was like weird, but how many people dip French fries in ranch? Oh my it, God. It's a very common flavor combo. Yes. Yeah. I knew I had somebody in my, or have someone in my life who absolutely adored ranch dressing to the point where one Christmas I got them a year's supply of Hidden Valley Ranch and it came with like ranch in a mini kegerator. That's too much ranch. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. It it got ridiculous. I'm pretty sure he ate it all at some point. But anyway, so those are the kind of potatoes that I like. Those are my favorite. I don't like the skin. I don't like smashed potatoes. I think that's gross. I don't like it. And then I usually peel the skin off the red potatoes. All of those like little tiny roasted ones. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, All and fair. then I guess russet or bake like a baking yeah, like a, potato, like a normal baked sort. potato. Yeah, that I like that. I do like baked potatoes as well. The oh, I mean, they're so delicious, and but you again, can make them so many different ways. Yes, yes. that's my thing. Really, is <sighs> potatoes are just so delicious, and like you can literally live on potato, and they are so versatile. Yes, you can do them a bazillion different ways. Also. My birth father makes uh, rolled tacos with potato in it. That was like the first time I'd ever actually had that type of actual Mexican food. Holy bananas. So good. Uh, I've never had this. And now you must arrange a situation in which I can try it. Uh, I guess you'll have to come visit next summer. They have been doing like annual trips uh, to the beach here. So oh, that well, I guess I'm going to the beach next year. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that that was a good productive yeah. vamp. I'm, let's, ju- I'm ready. Let's just dive right in because I feel All like right. we're going to end up having a lot more to talk about than we anticipate. I agree. Okay. So here we go. Here Sister we go. Wives, episode two. Mm-hmm. Thanks for nothing. Whew. Um, 
Well, I feel like we got a lot of new information and also TLC did their normal editing fun. Um, so we pick up the beginning of this episode back in the restaurant with Cody and Christine continuing their conversation. And yeah. they release a lot of this stuff um, in the previews. So we've if you existed on the Internet in the past week, you've probably seen a lot of this conversation. Um, oh, God, yeah. Cody finally kind of admits to having anger issues. And I'm like, no shit, your luck. You have had anger issues for like years at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, He's he keeps continuing this narrative that he just firmly believes that Christine is talking really badly about him to his children Mm -hmm. behind his back. And he attributes it to like this gossip mill and all of this stuff. But Christine is pretty adamant that she is not participating in that. And she sort of reiterates it with she is these kids' mom and they're allowed to talk to her about anything. And that includes Mm -hmm. the hard stuff. So she is, to me, being a really good mom and being that confidant that you as like as a child, you would want to have. I I feel like. One thing that Christine does right, which I try to model with my kids, is that, like, parents are humans. Like, when I mess up, and I mess up because everybody does, when I do something that hurts my kids' feelings or upsets them or, or I disappoint them in some way, you know, I try to apologize. Um, and I think that kids are allowed to be upset with their parents. And those are valid feelings. I don't feel like it's fair to accept, expect kids to not like, well, that's just the way it is. You have to get over it kind of thing. And granted, this is like something that has kind of grown over time. I think probably initially, like as my kids got to a point where we were like talking more and, and then I had older stepkids and stuff like that. So it, you do, you want to be that sounding board for your kids and you want them to be able to express to you without fear of retribution or some kind of negative consequence saying like, Hey, I'm upset that like you did this or you hurt my feelings or what have you. Because I think it's important to, to be able to show your kids that you can be upset but you can still communicate effectively and and process those feelings while being productive and not damaging the relationship. Yeah, like we're better to practice that like emotional maturity than with mm-hmm. your own parent and within your own yeah. family in a place where like ultimately you're not going to get judged that harshly in mm-hmm. theory. Um, yes. So I think Christine during this conversation is doing her best to show some empathy to Cody as much empathy. I think she's really capable of giving him at this point. He has really put her through the ringer and she is still trying to be empathetic to him. Mm -hmm. And she is okay. And she even says this, that she's okay with him being angry with her and blaming her and being mad at her and hating her, which like 
that's tough. Like, I don't want anybody to hate me, but she's willing to take those blows because she knows that it's what's better for everyone involved if he can direct that anger at her because it doesn't affect her anymore. I think it's not that so much that, like, she's willing to let him hate her because I think if it was like a permanent situation, I think we might be hearing something different from Christine. I think her hope is that at the moment it's so fresh and he's still, I think you pointed it out later that like, he's still grieving the loss of this relationship and the wit and what he phrases to be the the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And I think she knows that once he can process all that, that maybe that anger will subside and he won't hate her anymore. I think that's what she's hopeful for. Yeah. And he's definitely laying all of the blame on his loss of the vision of his life and his family solely on Christine's shoulders when truly he is the master of his own demise here. Mm -hmm. And he is the only guilty party in this situation because he has actively made some pretty bad choices that have led him down this path. I don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of sympathy for Cody. Honestly, I'm going to be straight up. I think he is being, he's acting like a petulant child in my opinion. I agree. I, I have, I have a little bit of sympathy with him just because I've been divorced and I know how difficult it is. So I do empathize that it is sometimes extremely difficult to have those kinds of conversations, those interactions, especially like very fresh on. So I'm not excusing it. I do have a little bit of empathy for him, but I do agree. He is being a petulant child about it. He could handle this like a thousand times better. Yeah. And he even like, he brings up a couple of things that I thought were really interesting. Like he cannot for the life of him, accept that Christine could possibly be happy or happier now than she was when she was with him and still a member of the family. Like he just thinks that it is this facade that she is putting on. And it absolutely isn't. She is actually happy now being, and I don't think she was ever like, I don't think there was a time in which I don't think she was miserable the entire time of their marriage. No, I don't don't think think so either. But I think no one is. I think he is seeing a level of happiness that together that they were never able to achieve because she never had autonomy and independence the way that she does now. And I don't think he'll ever be able to reconcile the fact that she has been able to move on and move forward. I just don't think he's capable of doing that, especially when he's bringing things up like he wants to go to breakup counseling, which I don't think is a thing. I know there's like grief counseling and there's like marriage counseling. And if you're going to marriage counseling and then decide to get divorced, there's probably some amount of assistance through that process. But like... To expect Christine to come back or to meet up with him with a therapist in order to assist him in processing his feelings, she is not responsible for that anymore. So I do you think that it's he can't accept that she's happy and he thinks that she's putting on some like fake facade or or whatever? Or do you think that he is so 
it. His ego is so damaged and insulted by this that it's more, to me, it reads more incredulity than, oh, she's putting on a facade. But what, I mean, what do you think? I kind of, I lean towards the facade thing because I think that is him trying to protect his ego is that he's casting how she is acting and how she is feeling as a lie in his mind. He's trying, he's, he's doing mental gymnastics right now oh, yeah. to be able to justify everything in his mind. And in order to make himself not be culpable or responsible for anything that's happened, because he is very much looking for a way to cast himself as a victim in this marriage instead of an equal partner in the ultimate demise. I think Christine would probably even admit to potentially participating in the ultimate demise of this relationship. She definitely points has pulled away from this relationship and, and stopped trying so hard. And I think that that's fair. And sometimes people have to do that, but Cody never really, like ever tried to be better for Christine where Christine well a little bit later in this conversation or like a little bit later in this episode admits to doing everything she possibly could Mm -hmm. to be this model wife for Cody and she could never achieve it because anytime she got close the goalpost got moved further and further and further his expectations continued Mm -hmm. to grow and to change so I think Cody is just creating a scenario and a version of reality in his head that plays into the narrative that he wants to to live and be experiencing so that's my personal take on all of that but uh yeah the breakup counseling to me is still kind of kind of weird I also think that this kind of just came off wrong. Like it was a weird cut. I think it had more to do with the fact that he needed to be able to function with her regarding truly. Now, I also agree with what you said. I think he was also kind of wanting her to help him process things which I agree is not her responsibility. Now, if they need to go, I don't think it's a bad idea for co-parents to go to counseling if they get to a a very difficult point in their relationship. Yes, I agree. If it's about being able to come together and be better co-parents, not just for Truly, but for all of their children, like their biological children together, as well Mm -hmm. as the other siblings in this family, because Christine has really close relationships with many of the children, like Janelle's children. And I'm not not entirely sure about Robin's children or Leon, but like with several of the children, she has pretty close relationships with. So she's Mm -hmm. going to continue to be in these kids' lives. So is he. They have to be able to... I think Christine is being potentially a little bit hopeful here when she thinks she hopes for them to be able to get to a point where they can be friends. 
mm-hmm. but at least cordial. And he is not in a place to be able to do that because no. immediately after this whole breakup counseling conversation, Cody all but admits for to doing the thing that he is blaming Christine for doing, which is saying yeah. negative things about her to his children. And let's be honest, the people he's continuing to have conversations with right now are Robin and her children. So of course, Robin's children have a negative outlook on Christine and Christine leaving the family. And potentially that is affecting their relationship with some of their siblings because he is spewing that vitriol and venom to quote him into their minds and into their spaces. He's when you point a finger, three point back at you. Yes. But also, I again, I think I'm going to echo what you said last episode on Sister Wives. His children have eyeballs. His children have eyeballs. And Cody, Robin and their kids live in an echo chamber. Yes. They're all feeding into each other and they are not taking anyone's. As far as we know, like clearly not the kids, clearly not Janelle and Christine. They're not taking any of that stuff into account. So really, I don't know who else they're talking to about this. But at the moment, it looks like they are just in a massive echo chamber. So I I agree. I think the people he's probably talking to are Robin's kids. But that is only do. All that is doing is creating a bigger and deeper divide between Robin and her five children and the rest of the family. It is not doing anything to resolve this chasm of distrust between everyone, which we will Mm -hmm. get into more here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think it's very, very clear at this point that, yes, Cody needs pretty extensive therapy. I said it last time. I will. Therapy is a good thing. He might need something more than talk therapy at this point, because I think he's not able to process his thought and he's not able to assign words to his emotions correctly. I think he might need like some other kind of more physically focused therapy. Mm -hmm. He is thinking with his emotional activated brain Mm -hmm. he is not processing things like correctly he is not having logical responses or thoughts or proportionate Mm -hmm. response or thoughts uh to everything that's going on so i agree he definitely needs to go to therapy i mean i hope he goes i hope robin pushes him because he clear because everyone's description of him over like just getting increasingly angrier and angrier and angrier i agree has very much gotten more evident over the last few seasons so yeah um so then uh, we have like this moment where there's a the one-on-one interview with Robin that comes up to intersect this this conversation between Cody and Christine and Robin is like I don't know what happened I don't know what the deal breakers were I don't know I don't know I don't know and I'm like from my understanding of what all you five adults have presented to us on your national television show is that you are not participants in each other's relationships. 
So what makes you feel entitled to know what Christine's deal breakers are that ultimately led for her to leave this relationship? You are not entitled to know any of that information. It is none of your business. You can be sister wives, but you are not a participant in their relationship. And I think that's part of the problem is that Chris, like that Robin is continually attempting to insert herself into the relationships that Cody is trying to have with his other wives. And it doesn't work out for anyone's favor. Robin is not a therapist. Robin is not a member of that relationship. She needs to stay the fuck out. I I don't know if she's in. I mean, I I think Cody is. I think Cody's involving her in this instance. Potentially, yeah. I, I think Cody's pulling her in and venting to her about the wives. So Robin's only getting one side of the story. So I think that's kind of what she meant by saying like she didn't know what Christine's red flags were, or not red flags, deal breakers, or or whatnot. But you're right. She's not. It's none of her business because her, she and Christine don't have that kind of relationship. Now, I think that she was having those conversations with Janelle. I think that here's the thing. I don't think she potentially was. I think she potentially was alluding to being pretty unhappy. But if we look at the way that Christine addresses Janelle and asks her about how her relationship is going currently with Cody in this and the first episode, you can see how kindly and very hesitantly she approaches those things. And she very rarely comments specifically on it. Like Chris or Janelle said something and she's like, yeah, everybody's kind of angry. Like she's, Mm -hmm. she's not pointing the finger at Cody. She, and she just wants to be a sounding board, but really doesn't, do much more than mm-hmm. parrot back what she is hearing to Janelle. Yeah, I. But I meant more of like when when Christine was in that point of like deciding what she wanted, what Christine's deal breaker was, like what her breaking points were. I think that if she was going to have that kind of conversation with any of the wives, it would have been Janelle. I agree with you. I still think she probably. I, what we're seeing seeing is probably the reverse of how Christine was approaching those conversations with Janelle. I don't Agreed. think she was div- divulging every specific mm-hmm. detail. And I have to like take a moment here and just kind of praise Christine for the level of honesty that she has prov- like provided to the audience here. She owed us zero percent of some of the things that have like she's owed us zero percent of any of the reasons why she has ultimately left cody but to Mm -hmm. be so open about what her deal breakers were and what you know the ultimate straws that were breaking the camel's back of her marriage with cody i think is really really courageous and i you know if should she ever listen to this i would hope that like she knows how much the audience is appreciating her commitment and her vulnerability in providing that level of honesty to us all. I agree. And I think it's something that is rare in reality television because a lot of times, especially in like sister wives, 
rarely did you get confirmations of things like lots of speculation and stuff like that, but not a lot of confirmation. Mm -hmm. I would say only in the last couple of seasons has that started to happen. And so I think the fact that Christine is kind of confirming a lot of speculation on the audience's part about like what they were seeing of how she was feeling and, and, being like, yeah, we were right. And and yes, we see exactly what you're seeing, Christine. And I think to her, it's a, not a reassurance, but like. At, like it's affirmation. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so one last thing before we move out of this conversation at the, the restaurant mm-hmm. is, I don't know if you picked this up and I know I might be a nitpicky person here, but Cody gets up and leaves first and he kind of storms out the door. And then Christine kind of takes a moment, gathers her things, and then she stands up and she pushes in her chair. And the, the by the angle of how everything was filmed, you can very clearly see that Cody had not even attempted to push in his chair. And I just think it's just such a... An interesting dichotomy where Cody is not even taking a moment to do the common courtesy of pushing in his chair. Everybody, when you go to like if you go to a restaurant and you sit at a table instead of a booth, the common courtesy is you stand up and you push in your chair because other diners are going to try to get by. The busboy is going to come in and try to clear the table. The waiter is going to come by like there's there's a bunch of people who are going to be milling about this space and you just, as a common courtesy, it's like the, the shopping cart rule where you push the chair yeah. in. And I thought it was so interesting to watch that he just didn't even come close to bothering. And Christine was very intentional in ensuring that her chair was pushed in. I agree. I also, it's not an excuse, but I think the reason for that behavior was he was just so angry. And I I would suspect that there was like the tail end of that conversation was cut off. There was a lot we didn't see because at that point in the scene, he seemed a lot angrier than the conversation we saw would have given him reason to be. Yeah. And we can't control what TLC chooses to show us. So I I just thought it was an interesting because... Christine's probably pretty annoyed with him at this point, too. Like, let's be honest. That was not a fun conversation for either party, but she tried really hard to keep the conversation steered towards truly and towards productive conversation between the two of them. And he was just kind of a dick back the whole time. However, let's continue on and talk about Thanksgiving. So we sort of three Thanksgivings happening. Cody, Mary and Robin and Robin's children are all having Thanksgiving at Robin's house. Christine and truly are going to Aspen and Mitch's and they are not filming because it is all happening at Mitch's family's house, which I'm 100% fine at with. And then Janelle has gone to North Carolina to be with Maddie and her husband, their two kids. Uh, Hunter is there. Isabel is there because Isabel lives with Madison. And she brought Savannah with her. So we sort of have these three different groups. And then all of the other older kids are kind of doing their own thing. Before we 
move on. Did you catch that the film or the footage that they used for Cody, Mary, and Robin was actually from season 16? No. Yes. I saw a side-by-side and it's it's the same footage. It's not it's not new footage, which so, tells me they didn't film. Yeah. So there's a so, lot of like especially in this past week there's been a lot of conspiracies about why they are not filming inside of Robin's house. I don't yeah, want to go there. I don't really care. She's allowed to have a boundary and if agreed. it's the inside of her home so be it. Um but I, I just it, think it's also, interesting. I think people forget that the time period that this was in and how serious Cody was still taking COVID at this point. Yeah. So I, I to me, I suspect that is what is going on because I don't think that we previously didn't film in Robin's house. So there been so it's yeah, we filmed in Robin's house before because they had Thanksgiving with like exactly. gajillions it, of people there, Christmas there, like because it's the biggest house, they typically host a lot of the events there. Right. So I I don't think that's a big deal. I really don't. Yeah. I, I don't want to play in the conspiracy theory because, frankly, I don't give a shit. Um, yeah. So Cody is doing his little, like, confessional self-film. And he's talking about how he is so upset that the whole family can't get together. And I just kind of want to reiterate my point from last week of they have adult children who have married and and had some of their own children or they're just adults and have their own independent relationships with their spouses. I don't understand why they never thought about this ever happening, that like not every holiday was going to get spent all together when you have 18 children grow up and get married and start their own families. You know, not to cut you off, I I, I was thinking about that because we did talk about that and I wholeheartedly agree with you. But I was thinking about it today and I noticed that like when they did come back to the previous holiday uh, things, for a majority, they were all pretty much there. And even at the, like even in Vegas, they had a substantial amount of adult children. So... I feel like maybe they were actually like a majority of them getting together, but obviously the ones who were married would need to like alternate holidays or work it out however they do. But maybe that's part of the the culture because I mean, they all live fairly close to each other. I mean, I don't know how many modern polygamists there are, but like typically polygamous families are, are physically near each other. Now, yeah. as they get older, I, I don't know, obviously, but yeah, that was yeah. my thought. I, 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 I'll concede that a little bit to you. Um, I, I, he just keeps talking about all of these things and like, you know, he he makes this statement during this confessional that I thought was interesting is like, I'm surrounded by people who are not offended by me. And I think it was an interesting choice of words to say offended. Mm. Who are you offending, Cody? I don't know, because I didn't none of that. And maybe there are other conversations being had that are also in this issue 
that aren't being talked about on television. But no one on the opposite side of the fence has said anything about Cody offending anyone. Yeah. It just was an interesting choice of words. I don't know if anyone else picked up on it. I Um, thought it was weird too. But before we move on real quick. Yes. Like Cody being upset about the whole family to get like not being together. That is his fault. That is also like that is 100% tied to his insistence that Janelle's boys have a conversation with him before they all get together for a holiday. Like, I don't think that that is necessary. You guys definitely acknowledge both sides acknowledge that conversations need to be had and things need to be worked on. But if you are so desperate to have everyone together for a holiday, put it to the side, agree. This isn't going to come up. We're not going to talk about it. We are going to focus on having a good Christmas and spending time with each other as a family. I don't think that that is an unreasonable request and I don't see them saying no. Agreed. And I think, too, is that he is, again, the master of his own demise here because he is mm-hmm. the one that is insisting upon these kind of outlandishly high expectations regarding COVID. He seems to forget that these people have like especially his children have, I don't know, regular people jobs and have to pay regular mm-hmm. people bills and they don't get money from a nationally aired television show to help cover all of their bills. Yeah, like all all the things. Yeah. So, so like, they can't comply 100% Mm -hmm. with what he is asking. And I'm sorry, but, like, you have to... If you're going to bend for anyone, you should bend for your family and for your children. Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, on top of that, like, with Truly, you cannot expect her to be at every holiday I don't think they expected Christine to come, but like, again, like why on earth would she? And and when you get divorced, guess what? You get split holidays. Congrats. Like yeah. that's, that's an, that is something that you need to manage your own expectation about spending every single holiday with your, when you share custody. Yeah. I think. Christine is also doing a pretty good job in attempting to lay out a plan for the holidays Mm -hmm. and how they can share time between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Janelle, I think, was the more interesting moment here for Thanksgiving because she's at Maddie's house and she's FaceTiming Christine and she's trying to make these rolls. And you can see that she's like kind of nervous about all of this cooking And she has this moment in her confessional where she talks about being emotional and feeling conflicted because she's having such a great time Mm -hmm. with her kids and then feeling guilty about it. And I honestly don't think she needs to feel guilty. I think she is spending time with people she likes and she loves. These are her children. And I'm not saying that she wouldn't have had a good time in in Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that, like, she shouldn't feel guilty for spending quality time with her children. I agree with you. She definitely shouldn't. She definitely doesn't have a reason to. But I get why she does. Because it's, it's so difficult when you're in that situation. Like, it feels weird. I also think this is probably the point where Janelle, before they have this big blowout that we've heard in inter- about in interviews that I think is in the next episode, episode. or two. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that this was probably a big realization for her and was like, ah, I actually feel better away from you and not having to deal with you and all these other things. And that can sometimes be a hard pill to swallow. So I think that that's where maybe that guilt comes from, where it's like, I don't want to feel this way, but I know that I do. So, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that makes sense. I think that makes sense. Uh, you know, then we have Cody again talking about the division in the family and he attributes it to the decision the family made to go public. And he, yes, the the fit the the four adults made a decision to attempt to get a reality show before they met Robin, but they didn't get a reality show until he had met Robin and was going to marry her because right. TLC covered the co- the cost of their fucking wedding, like it's yeah. out there. So let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade here. The two pieces of that that conversation are interconnected with each other. They wouldn't they have gotten at the same time. Yeah, they wouldn't have gotten the reality show if he wasn't actively pursuing marriage with Robin. Mm-hmm. Would he have been pursuing marriage with Robin if he wasn't seeking a reality show and he needed a good starting point? Mm-hmm. No I, one will ever know. Agreed. Agreed. I said this to you earlier as well is that with Robin coming into the family, yes, there's always going to be changes. There's always going to be issues like blending it in to the family. But this is the, this is where I think Cody was wrong. The, the breakdown happened as a, consequence of you bringing Robin into the picture like this maybe this is a hot take if you are going to have a favorite wife which to me seems entirely plausible because a lot of those marriages weren't I mean like his and Janelle's weren't like super romantic so I I, yeah you know doesn't mean you don't care for them but it's different but Like, if you're going to have a favorite wife, you still need to that like that needs to be internal to yourself. Like you don't give someone special treatment. And what Cody doesn't seem to understand is that like everybody sees Robin as his favorite wife and is upset with you because you, sir, Cody, are treating Robin differently and better than all the other wives. So how is that a fair relationship if you're going to bring yourselves to the world as a functioning polygamous family and I feel like in the beginning that was like expressed that like you put an effort into each relationship and Mm -hmm. then when Robin came in I I think Peyton said it like his dad found his soulmate Mm -hmm. and I don't think that that's a I don't think that that's a bad thing I think that the the result of it was Cody just treated her and her children with a much higher respect and reverence than the rest of the wives. They became second fiddle. So, yeah, it, it's all just 
weird. And so, mm-hmm. he, like, Cody then goes on to make the statement of, like, he didn't manage his family correctly. And so Janelle's continued relationship with Christine somehow in his mind equates to them not acting like a family, which somehow has now made Chris Janelle his enemy. The logic doesn't <clears throat> logic there. The math no. doesn't math. Like the, this is like the, you said earlier, the mental gymnastics is astounding. I I, I don't get where he like got Gabby there. Douglas step aside, Simone Biles, get out of the way. Here comes Cody Brown with the mental gymnastics of a world champion gold medalist. Like what Mm -hmm. the actual fuck, my dude? Just because Janelle is able to continue to have a friendship with Christine, who she has lived side by side with, raised several children with, relied on through many of those years. They they have not always been super, super close, but they have come mm-hmm. to become really close. What the hell, my dude? That I don't get it. Mm-mm. The friend of my enemy does not make them my enemy. Like, what yeah. the actual hell, my dude? Yeah. And he he's just uh and the, the the wording manage his family correctly was weird. I know you found vomit. it weird, I found it weird. I Ew. literally wrote in my notes vomit. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> like I and I I literally paused this and I made my poor husband, who has zero percent interest in this show, stop and have a conversation with me about it. It's like when have you we have no children. When I say I, our family, I mean myself, him, and our two cats and a dog. I was like, when have you ever felt like you've needed to manage our family? He's like, never. We always have conversations about it. Like, if I was going to use that phrase, I would make it in reference to scheduling. Like, yes. yes. Making sure that things are functioning, you know, the annual physicals are done. The kids, you know, if you move, the kids are registered for school, the doctor's appointments, that stuff. To They're me, getting to that all of their extracurriculars, those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Vomit. And then we get this like moment with Robin. She talks about how rejected her children feel by the other Parts of the family. And we already got a little bit of this at the end of the last season where Robin tells her kids that Christine and Janelle are not going to be coming around for Thanksgiving. And I think Robin is doing a really piss poor job of explaining complex relationships to her children. And she is unintentionally or maybe potentially intentionally leading her children to believe that this is a fault somewhere that lies within them, that there's something not good enough about them. And it is disheartening to see the way that she engages with this conversation with her children, because if she is this bad at explaining something as simple as why everyone can't be together for Thanksgiving during a global pandemic with people of the family who live all across the country, 
imagine what she's doing with the even more complex conversations of like Christine's divorce from Cody. I think I agree with you 100%, but I think that damage was already done with the older three. Yes. Because I think the reason she's feeling that way, or at least in this moment, in this like time period is because this is reopening a wound for her. Mm -hmm. She is watching Cody go through a divorce feels almost like she's going through a divorce herself and feels rejected and doesn't know how to express it herself. But I think that that was probably how she felt when she got divorced previously. Mm -hmm. And it probably imparted onto the kids as well. So like she's taking the fact that Christine stepped away, like very personal, even though it, I mean, it's kind of about her, but not really. It's about Cody's behavior. Mm -hmm. And so, but I think she's taking it personal, which is why she feels rejected. I don't think to an extent, Christine did reject her by like not wanting to continue a relationship with her. But so Christine said that she wasn't seeking additional relationships, like deepening or working on their relationships right now. And like, yeah, that could be placating her. But I think Christine will always be open to the possibility. Because remember, remember, she used to be really close with Mary. And now Mm -hmm. who is her bestie? It's Janelle. So I think Christine is always willing will always leave the door open for the possibility of coming onto the same page with somebody. But I, I don't think that she's in a place right now where she can really try to explore that. I am hopeful that that's true. I think it's more of a, I will tolerate you and be cordial. I don't think she will ever have like a real relationship with Robin and I'm not sure she's entirely open to it either because I feel like Christine is one of those women where you try and try and try and try and try and try and nothing ever changes or you you know push and push and push and push to try to make things work and it doesn't and it just you get to that point where it's like I'm done like mm-hmm. once, you, like I'm, I'm not trying. Like once a woman stops trying in a marriage, it's over. Yeah. Like there's no coming back from it. And I feel like that's kind of where she was at with Robin. And it's not necessarily Robin's fault. I think it's more Cody's fault. Robin didn't help the situation, but I think Christine kind of holds them together. I think Cody, she desperately wants to be able to get along, but I don't know if she wants like an actual relationship with either of them. Fair. So, and then Cody says something again that was just like so cringy. And he's like, he, she, all of the people I'm surrounded by are devoted to me. And it really feels like that's just all Ugh. he really cares about is that people being yeah. devoted to him. He wants devoted wives and devoted children and like mm-hmm. stab me in the eye with a pencil. Like, Please shut up. That is unrealistic expectations. It's kind of disgusting. I love my husband to the end of the earth and back. 
I'm as devoted of a wife as you could possibly be. If that was all that he valued out of me, we wouldn't be married. Same. Same. And uh, it like I hated the way he said that. And I just it's he's surrounding himself with yes men like the egalitarian Cody who was willing to let his kids kind of like pitch him something. And like, if they did a good enough job, he'd accept it. He references that here in a little bit, but Mm -hmm. still not, but I don't think that that applies to everyone anymore. So he's only applying that to people who generally do exactly what he wants. And everybody else is, you know, there he is expecting a level of relationship that he is not participation in their relationship that he is not willing to give himself yeah he's like well i'll give it when you give it and that's not how it works he has repeatedly said that his love comes with conditions yeah and that is just not how real relationships should work. If somebody only loves you based on certain conditions, please take a really hard look at that relationship because it's probably not one you need to be in. You deserve better. If you choose and actively want to be in a more transactional type relationship or arrangement to me, and, and I could see that that would be something that could potentially work in polygamy. It doesn't necessarily have to be a love match because it's not necessarily about that. It's more Mm -hmm. about like you have, I believe I I can be way off base here that you're like building this family so that you can have this in heaven. Yes. So, uh, yeah. I honestly think that's why his and Janelle's relationship began and was sustained for as long as it was Yes. Janelle saw it much more transactionally and it did work for a while. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the trend, the conditions of that transaction changed, conflict arose. Well, you can't change the terms of a contract or an agreement without a discussing it with the other person or B having them agree to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that they both started, quote, failing each other's um, deal breakers or obligations yeah. in this tra- more transactional type relationship. So I agree. So then we're going to transition away from the adults for a second. We're going to talk about the kids. So Logan, who like very rarely is even on the show mm-hmm. initiates this group chat amongst the siblings about doing a gift exchange for the holidays. And, you know, it's bouncing around between a few of them and they come to a decision to, I think he said like McKelty was like, Oh, we should tell the parents about mm-hmm. this idea. And so they add the five adults into the conversation at that point. And Robin steps in and starts insisting on doing a video call. Now it's not clear that she wanted to do a video call to discuss the terms of this sibling gift exchange or like to have it be a thing 
that happened on Christmas Day. It's not entirely clear. My implication is that it was something she was trying to initiate instantaneously. And like she forgets that these kids all live in like different time zones and I don't know, have lives and can't just instantaneously jump onto a group call, like a, a group video call. And she gets like pretty frustrated pretty quickly with this and excuse like throws up her hands, throws in the towel on attempting to do this video mm-hmm. chat. And then it just spirals out of control. Everybody admits to that. So I, I got the opposite impression that they were like, they were open to it, but they just like, were trying to work it out or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, my assumption and I don't know where I got this. It was just kind of my assumption um, was that they were talking about like when they were going to do it and like trying to plan it that way. And they, someone, I don't know if it was Hunter or no, I think it was Christine said that um, Gwen, Gwendolyn tried to lighten the mood, which seems very on par for Gwendolyn because I, I watch a little bit more of her on TikTok and Mrs. Kick, Kickstand and stuff like that. Um, and she's funny. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I can see her trying to lighten the mood, but apparently yes, it was real bad. Really bad. Yeah. So it like, it makes me wonder if she'll tell us like what she said. I would highly doubt it, but I would love to know. <laughs> I, I just think it's interesting that Robin came into that situation and started insisting upon something instead of just taking in the yeah. information. These are all mostly adult children this this time there's only a handful of kids under the age of 18 Mm -hmm. and and how are you supposed to build like sibling camaraderie if you don't allow them to work these things out amongst themselves yeah they're not kids they do not need you to plan this for them I, i don't understand why she needed to get involved at all or really why any of the adults needed to get involved at all. They could have all planned this in independently of the parents and then just said, hey, guys, we planned X, Y, and Z. We're going to do it at this day, at this time. We thought you guys would like to know. But, like, why did they have to get the parents involved to plan it? I don't think they were looking to get the parents involved in regards to planning. I think it was more of that exchange of information of like, hey, the siblings have decided we want to do this. We're working on when we want to do it. We just wanted to keep you informed as we con- like come to conclusions on details. I think that is where yeah. the inclusion of the parents came from. I don't think it was them seeking any assistance in the planning. I got it. I think that it's very, very interesting, A, that Robin couldn't be considerate enough that everybody is in different time zones and has lots of things going on. Like, I've worked for companies that work work international and trying to get everybody on the same call at the same time is incredibly, incredibly difficult. Oh, my God. Can you imagine trying to juggle 18 people's schedules. Well, really, it's more because you have to account for their families as well. Mm-hmm. 
like job schedules, vacation, to all of that. Like yeah. that is, and they that is an live, astronomical. Yeah. yeah, because like Arizona's in its own special time zone, and then mm. you have mountain time with people in Col- in Utah, and then you have East Coast time with you know the East Coasters, and like you just just got people all over the. You got. The PST, like the Pacific Standard Time with Logan still being in in Vegas, like you've got people literally across the entire country. This is not an easy thing to plan and to just throw in the towel because everyone is trying to be honest and say, hey, that time doesn't work for me or hey, that won't that doesn't fit in my schedule very well. Like, oh, hey, I have this thing at that time. Like Mm -hmm. the kids weren't not on board. They just uh, I yeah don't even want to attempt to look at a Google calendar that consists of everyone's schedule for them because it would hurt my brain. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. She had no reason to get involved. And just because she got pushed back, there was no reason to react the way that she did. Now, somebody said that, st- I think it was Christine again, that things and feelings got brought up about when Robin's kids got first integrated into the family. Yeah. And I couldn't quite tell which side it came from or if it was coming from both sides. Yeah. It's not really clear because obviously they're not exactly showing screenshots of this conversation to us. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but Robin did ultimately sort of pull her children out of the gift exchange because, quote, they didn't feel comfortable anymore. And to me, I think that there is a lot of animosity between the siblings. And I don't think it's necessarily Mm -hmm. that like any of the siblings actually dislike each other. I think it's all just them getting pit against each other right now. And it's really really sad to me because you know when when we first started watching the show when it first came out it looked like the siblings all had like pretty good relationships with each other mhm i i agree i i think for the most part i think as they've gotten older like there is a lot of I mean, that's a lot of adults. Like, you can't expect everyone to get along with everyone. All the like, time. Peyton and Gwendolyn don't speak to each other. Like, they don't have a relationship. They don't like each other. Um, or I take that back. I don't think Gwen likes Peyton. I'm not sure how exactly how Peyton feels about Gwen. Yeah. But I, I just, I don't think, like, what... All of the, all of Robin's, the, the three older ones, Brianna, Aurora, and Dayton, they are older kids. They can remove themselves from that group chat. They can remove themselves from that gift exchange. Robin needs to back the fuck off here. Like mm-hmm. they, you are, they are not, they do not need you to do those things for him, for them. They, yeah. they are way too old for you to be doing that. Yeah. And, you know, apparently there was a statement in there of like, well, you know, Saul and Ari don't even know who their siblings are. And Hunter's response was a video call isn't going to change that. So my thing is, are these kids not reaching out into like it's like, I don't know how you would have like a 20 plus year old have a good relationship with like a a child like they don't have anything in common. No, I mean, my 
former stepkids have good relationships with my kids and they are significantly older. So I think it's possible, but like Ariella or Ariella, Ariella. she's a lot younger. Yeah. She's like five or six. She's very, very young. Yeah. So I, I agree. It would definitely be difficult for, for like a tool, for a sibling that is literally old enough to be their parent, her parent. Yes, and I think it's a little unrealistic for them to expect for them to have that kind of relationship with with her, um, especially for the ones who were already gone, like before she could really form those kinds of relationships with with them. Yeah, and this is the thing that Hunter's not wrong. It's not mm. a mean statement. It's not rude. It's a fact like one FaceTime call isn't going to change that. And also like if we're talking about the older kids, Dayton, Aurora and Brianna, that's a two way street. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know what's going on, but they are also all old enough to work on this themselves. They, mm-hmm. they don't need the parents to get involved to work on their relationships. Now the younger kids like. Yeah. Yeah, I lost when you what talk I was going with that, when but you, you talk, get what I'm saying. Yeah, when you talk about Saul and Ari, obviously the parents are going to be more involved in that relationship right. building. But, like, when you're talking about, like, the teenagers and up, which is mm-hmm. literally everyone else in this equation, other than truly, yeah, they are all responsible for maintaining their own relationships. But I thought it was, an in, like, interesting that that was such a big plot line or plot point in this episode is this i was surprised that one tlc didn't tease this because they usually tease everything i know and two that we even got it in the first place like Mm -hmm. hunter we rarely see same thing with logan yeah we rarely see them and then it was so there was that but also like them engaging in the thing and there was like a scene with christine and peyton and i think Mm -hmm. it was earlier but still like it was like in the midst of all of this conversation where she's like having a conversation about the holidays and his relationship with his dad and him saying like well you know i could always find him until robin came around and you know saying well at least i had like you and janelle and and Mary and like all my siblings who could support me and things like that. So it, that was also an interesting conversation. I didn't write as many notes about it because like it just seems like a normal conversation between a mom and a, her son. Like it seemed very yeah. organic. And the and the thing that stood out to me in that conversation, and I agree very much so, a very normal conversation for a parent to have, in my opinion, because he's the one making all those comments, not mm-hmm. Christine. She's just listening. Mm hmm. And then again, the thing that stood out to me the most was she said something about like, I don't remember what she said, but his response was, mom, he asked you not to go to your mom's funeral. Mm-hmm. And I was like, did we, did, was that on the show last season? Like, did we know that? Uh, so I don't know if it was, I don't think it was her mom's. It was Janelle's mom. Okay. That passed away. And I think that was like beginning of COVID. So this wouldn't have been 17. It would have been like 16 that that happened. Like, like, like season 16. And Christine did go with Janelle to support her. 
I'm glad. I'm I, I'm glad that that happened. I would, and I was going to say, depending on like when this was going on during COVID, like they may or may not have actually been able to to do that. But if she did go, that's great. I would have made that choice as well. And I think that that's very fucked up of Cody to ask that of her. And then I don't know what time period later turn around and go to a wedding over his daughter's surgery. But yeah, hypocrisy is not something that is a like foreign territory for for good old Cody here. So then we get like kind of an interesting other sideline conversation or like side plot here where Aurora, who is literally an adult at the time, like this is filmed in 2021. She was born in 2002. That makes her 19 years old at the time. 19. Yeah. Going to get her ears pierced. And there's this whole conversation around how Mary didn't have her ears pierced because Mary's mom didn't believe in it because if you, God wanted you to have a hole in your ear, you would have put it there. And so Cody asking Janelle and Christine to remove their earrings and not wear them mm-hmm. as part of their like marriage pact. And he did the same thing to Robin, but it didn't stick. And then he had this like very yep. big stickler thing that none of his daughters were going to get their ears pierced. But how great it is that he gets to go with Aurora to go get her ears pierced. Mind you, she doesn't need an adult to go with her because she is legally an adult at this point. She doesn't need daddy to go Mm -hmm. with her. But he's like all excited about this quote daddy daughter date. It was first of all, that was so gross. Ew, I didn't like that. Like I like I would love to go out and hang out with my dad and do something fun and and whatnot. I am not knocking spending time with your dad. You're 19. I don't know if I would necessarily call it a daddy daughter date. It that was weird to me. I didn't like that. But also, part of me feels like this was almost filmed as a <laughs> almost intentional thing to hurt the other kid's feelings because he did say I have no idea when the other girls got their ears pierced. I don't care. Yeah. It, it, and it's like, okay, well, then why do you care now? Oh, because like, because Aurora consulted him specifically about when to get his her ears pierced and sought his approval prior to doing it and thought about it and prayed about it. And I'm like, guys, it is a freaking ear piercing. It is not that big of a deal. I get that like everybody has their own religious beliefs. But last time I checked, you know, your body is a temple. And guess what? In temples, we put stained glass and we put gold chandeliers up and we do all kinds of beautiful things in those in those temples in order to honor God. Why can't I do that with my body, which is also a temple? I agree with you. A hundred percent, but it is likely part of that religion. Yeah. And they're allowed to believe that I, I'm also yeah. allowed to think it's weird. Oh girl, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm super duper with you. I, I don't like it either. It was gross. I, it, it, it was nasty. I didn't like it. <laughs> the whole situation with Aurora and Cody kind of creeps me out. Like the way he infantilizes her mm-hmm. is so gross to me. It gives like 
I now understand the Gen Zers talking about getting the ick. It gives me the ick. Oh, yeah. 100% it just the ick. makes my skin crawl. And I, I am not saying that in reference. I agree with you, but I am not. To me, it's not in reference to Aurora. It's on Cody's part. It's weird. Yeah, on it's Cody's not about part. Aurora. It's, it has nothing to do with Aurora and it has 100% to do mm. with Cody being so hyped up about the fact that she like consulted him about it and she was trying to be so respectful of him because she knew he didn't like ear piercings and it had to be this conversation and like she had to con- like include him on the decision and she had to bring him with her and I'm like but he's doing this he's doing the same thing to Aurora that he did to Robin like with the whole wedding dress thing like yeah. this is so reminiscent of that to me where it's like I wasn't involved in the other wives uh wedding dresses I didn't care blah 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 I they didn't go on long honeymoons there wasn't a lot of money invested in it and then Robin comes along, completely different story. Granted, T- TLC paid for the wedding, but that's neither still. here nor there. Like, there's still, there was still um, a double standard. Yeah. And then again, here, same thing with the kids. It's also designed to make Cody look like a good dad, like an involved dad. Oh, he's got at least some good relationships with these kids. And at, to, like hold Aurora up as an example of like, oh, this is what I'm talking about. Like, this is the kind of child Devotion. that I expect my kids to be. Yeah, it's Ugh. gross. It's gross. It's, yeah, like Aurora is a 19 year old girl who's probably known little else in her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, no. Anyways, so moving on from that whole thing the the last thing i want to say about the stupid ear piercing is this motherfucker spends like 15 minutes of this episode going on and on and on about how he had to have his mind changed about ear piercings and da 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 he got his ear pierced at 15 for like a day and a half yeah and says that at the end instead of Instead of leading with this, like, hey, you know, when I was a teenager, I did this because of X, Y, and Z. But, like, I decided that, like, you know what? That isn't really what I think or believe and and gone from there. I would have accepted that much more than, like. The gotcha (gasps) moment. After Aurora's gotten her ears pierced and she has that big shocked look at her face. I'm like. Yes. You motherfucker. You did this for nothing more than to have that gotcha moment of being like, oh, well, I actually got to do this thing. It's the well, actually, that no one actually likes. Don't say it. I got to pick out the dress. Well, actually, like, yeah, that very much. Mm -hmm. Anyways, to people we actually like, not that we dislike (laughs) Aurora. Um, So Christine is back in Flagstaff and she goes over to visit Janelle and they get to build a Christmas tree together, which I didn't know it took that many people to build a tree that tiny, but (laughs) I digress. Um, And Janelle and Cody or Janelle and Christine are talking about like the continued tension between her boys, uh, Gabe and Garrison and Cody. And it's just to me, it's like they're not 
transitioning to empty nesters very well because they really only have Savannah left at home at this point. And they, it's like they have nothing to talk about. I I think that's exactly how Janelle feels. Like, I think she very much that came across in this conversation for sure. Cody's de- not doing well with like any of his children leaving, but no. I'm not sure he's feeling the same way about it that Janelle is. Mm-hmm. I think Janelle is having like the normal struggle of like, oh no, I'm almost like an actual empty nester. This is the mm. thing I have devoted most of my life to. I don't really know what the next chapter looks like. Mm-hmm. Especially because this guy that I've been married to forever doesn't isn't recognizable to me anymore. This it, isn't the guy I married forever. Ago. Yeah, so it's not like she can have these pie-in-the-sky dreams of, like, getting to experience life with just your partner the way that a lot of, like, traditionally married couples get to do when they reach that stage of life. But she's now, like, facing this thing where, like, she doesn't know if she really even likes her husband at this point because he's turned into this angry monster and he's lashing out at everyone. On top of that, he's forcing this issue of respect and control and isn't mm-hmm. willing to initiate the conversation. And it's just mm-hmm. frustrating. And it's doing nothing but creating more tension and conflict. I agree. There was something that was said, and I we were texting about this earlier, before we, like, wrap up the episode and kind of talk about the sneak peek. Cody, there was something mentioned about how, like, the response, whose responsibility it is for the relationship of the kids. And to me, it is very much the parents' responsibility to continue to reach out to try to have those relationships with their kids. The reason that adult children cut their parents off is this type of behavior and and not taking accountability for it, not respecting wishes, requests, X, Y, and Z, or hearing people out. And I just feel like Cody is there with some of them already and approaching all of them but Robin's kids. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but the thing I will say that, like, this – episode kind of ended on was I really feel like Janelle is finding comfort in her friendship with Christine and Mm -hmm. in connecting with her children. I don't think she's going to her children and like confessing everything and like putting a burden on them by any means. But I think Mm -hmm. she just genuinely enjoys her children. Like you can see that at the Thanksgiving when she's just like having a good time with her grandbabies and with her kids and just like being kind of low key and happy. Yeah. It's a fun transition from to me anyway from like the parental role when my former stepkids were teens and now they're adults and it's it the relationship changes and I've definitely had my challenges with with each of them at different points in their lives and but like the transition from almost like the parental relationship to a friendship to like an actual adult relationship with with them I I really enjoy that Mm -hmm. I enjoy that with my kids so Yeah, so we did get one heck of a sneak peek. Good God. 
It was all this, about one conversation, one fight between Cody and Janelle. This wasn't on the Max episode. I don't know if it was shown on... It was on the Max episode because I watched it with my own two eyeballs. Okay, so I saw a scene similar to this. It didn't have these exact, like this exact portion of the conversation, but I think it was part of the same conversation based on the cut. So I found this one on TikTok, but it was, so it wasn't on my Max. This wasn't the version that I saw, but I guess it was on Melissa's. So uh, there's more to it, but like the end that like floored me was where Cody says, I'm allowed to be angry over the lies. Janelle responds. This is a heated conversation, by the way. This isn't a calm conversation. No. Janelle says, it's wild to me you think I lied because I think you're manipulating. And Cody, this was, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Cody says, tell me how I manipulated. No, no. And then looks at the camera, directly at the camera, which totally threw me off guard because you never see that in reality television. <laughs> looks directly at the camera, points, like, furiously pointing at it and says, tell the whole world. And then they move on. Well, thank you, Cody, for demonstrating exactly what she means by, I think you're manipulating because that reaction is, and it's, it's an escalation to me from Mm -hmm. that conversation that they had at the restaurant. And he got in her face when he says, we haven't been acting like a married couple for a long time. Yep. I'm a little, like, concerned about Cody potentially losing his shit and doing something he would really, really regret. Because I don't think Cody wants to ever cross the line into physical abuse. I think he's unintentionally or, like, maybe potentially verbally very abusive at this point, too. Mm -hmm. Probably all of the... He was to Christine. I think he is to Janelle. I'm pretty sure he is to Robin. And with what little communication he has with Mary, it's probably very abusive. I think he is escalating to a point where he might become more physically abusive or become a physically abusive. That is what I see. But I Mm -hmm. also have a very colored past with that. So I see just gigantic, huge red flags. And if she was my friend, I'd be like, I need you to really think about this relationship that you're having with him because I'm very concerned. I would probably have a similar conversation as well, but I am not as like as inclined to think that he will. But I totally get your reasoning for thinking that. And I I think probably in other People, if I saw the same behavior, I would agree with you. I do agree he's coming off way aggressive for sure. I am not denying that. To me, that is like very aggressive behavior, but I don't, I just don't see him doing that. But I could be so wrong. The most you never docile know. people can be complete monsters exactly. behind closed doors. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just really concerned that if mm-hmm. he does not get help, I'm concerned about him doing something he will ultimately regret because I don't think he has any desire to ever do something like that. I don't think anyone who does like seeks out a relationship in, in order to be physically abusive. Um, 
I, and I, I say this, of course, with a grain of salt, I am obviously not a professional. I am just a random person on the internet who likes to talk about things. I do have personal experience working with and around victims and survivors of domestic violence. So I have seen and had a lot of these conversations before. I don't know any of these people personally, and I'm only judging this based off of a two minute clip at the end Mm -hmm. of an episode. So like take everything I'm saying with a giant grain of salt. But if Janelle was my friend, I would be so worried about her. I would be checking in on her constantly to make sure that she was okay. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think even if you didn't necessarily have that, like, you know, warning bells going off in the back of your head, it's such a difficult situation here. I would definitely be checking in on my friend a lot because it is, it's so hard. Yeah. It's awful. So but yeah, that's it. So I guess that was episode two. Yeah. So very intense. Um, didn't think we would talk quite this long, but I feel like they just keep throwing curveballs at us with these new episodes. Yeah. Um, I was I was surprised we got as much like new content because like yeah. I said, I just I really don't come to expect that. I, I feel like we get a lot of it in the, in the sneak peeks. Yeah, we get a lot. We, I'm used to getting almost the entire episode minus some few minor details through the sneak mm-hmm. peeks. So to get two whole storylines of yeah. the group chat and the ear piercing with no preview of it. Very fun. Um, so we will have another episode coming out this week on Thursday. Part two of fourth wing is coming out. Whoop whoop. We're going to be going through chapters 15 through 26 of our little buddy read. It was super fun. We had a great time going through that portion of the book. Cause some great stuff happens. They've announced some more characters or actors playing the characters. You mean for Akatar? Mm-hmm. You know that that continues oh to God. be total getting, BS. Girl, I like I'm talking about the complete wrong book. Y'all, yeah, you are. I'm sorry. Yeah, you are. Yeah. She's talking about the two guys who are saying that they are releasing who is being cast for the Akatar Hulu series, which P.S. is in development hell right now, thanks to the writer in SAG-AFTRA strike. Yeah. Uh, which I support the writers and the actors. They should absolutely deserve everything they're demanding. Um, however, comma, um, th- it's everything. If you see those two guys on TikTok announcing the actors for the show, it's just they're just trolling you, man. I know you're probably I, excited I mean, for one of them. Actually, like one of them, I was like, oh, that's a weird choice. I was like unexpectedly surprised about Mark Ruffalo as Papa Archeron is what they're saying. I like who the hell knows if it's because real. it's not I, like that. True. Dang it. Doesn't mean I can't want it to be true. You can hope in one hand and poop in the other and see which one fills up first. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Oh God, that's an awful phrase, but well, hopefully thanks, they come thanks, out. Thanks mom for giving me that one. Yeah. That's an interesting one. So are they coming out? I feel like, isn't there something in development also for fourth wing or am I just making it up? Uh, Not that I have heard. So I'm not saying that you're incorrect, but I have not heard anything. I have not heard about any kind of film rights being sold for fourth wing. I wouldn't be surprised though. It is wildly popular and 
Hollywood is allergic to original ideas. So this is true. Y'all just take what I say with a grain of salt. It may or may not be true when it comes to this type of thing. But uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, that's um, it for this evening. It is. So thank you, everyone, for uh, listening today. Uh, if you have time, we would have so appreciate it if you would write a review or follow the podcast on whatever your preferred streaming platform is. Um, it really would help us out. We also have an Instagram, which is Mel and Jill Geek Out. That's M-E-L the letter in Jill geek out at uh, that's our handle over there. Or if you have suggestions on something we should take a look at to potentially geek out about, you can shoot us an email over at Jill and Mel geek out because I had to make it a little bit different. Um, so thank you again for uh, listening to us. And I, again, I am Melissa. I'm Jill. And this has been Mel and Jill geek out. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.